Hello, welcome to my eyes for ears, your ophthalmology and OCAP's Board of View podcast. We're your hosts, Ben Young. And Amanda Redfern. Uh, each week we take a high yield to- topic and talk about the why and the how. What are we talking about this week, Amanda? So in continuing our little trend with the oral boards prep, we were going to talk about hyperopic shifts today. Again, these episodes are going to be on the quicker side. It's really to help you with oral board review specifically um, and help give you those high yield things that you need to remember if you get into a case that's hyperopic shift. So keeping with that, we will go through the differential. And just like our previous episode, we're going to do it in an organized manner to try to help everyone keep it in their brain. So we'll start anterior to posterior. Amanda, can you tell us about the differential for the things most anterior? So I start off with the cornea. And by far and away, the most common would be dry eyes and having those little dry spots on your cornea causing a hyperopic shift in the refraction. This is typically going to be small, but significant. And then the next thing I think about is any flattening of the cornea that might come from other Causes like contact lens wear can do that to you. You can also have overcorrection from refractive surgery. So getting that history is important. And of course, you can't forget along those lines, uh, the old RK surgeries. After time, that uh, effect wears off and they start to have flattening of their cornea, which is really frustrating. And if you talk to these patients, they actually are pretty disappointed that they made that decision way back then. And then... Another thing to think about is any loss of tissue from any prior corneal injury, such as an ulcer. The next thing to think about is the lens. So there's a couple ways that the lens can give you a hyperopic shift. One is just straight aphakia. The natural lens, on average, gives you plus 20 diopters of refraction. So if it drops out of view, you know, traumatically or, you know, from a condition like ectopia lentis, where, uh, you know, your zinus might be weak and then it would drop then you could get a you know plus 20 fraction. One might think that that would be fairly obvious, but there are certain unusual situations where it may not be very noticeable to a patient. Just to give an example, I had a patient once who was extremely myopic, but then one day noticed her vision, quote, got a lot better and then didn't think anything about it. And we found <laughs> out their whole lens dropped and they went from being, you know, a minus like 18 or something to Plano and they were delighted. It's like that Spider-Man effect. Do you remember the old Tobey Maguire when he like puts on his glasses, it's blurry, exactly. takes it off, and it's clear? Exactly. Like, oh, Sam Raimi oh. was simulating a fakia. Either your lens fell to the back of your eye or you got bit by a radioactive spider. That's Yeah, that's that's the next thing in the differential. Thanks for spoiling it. Get bit <laughs> by a radioactive spider. And then I, the other thing in terms of lens, besides, you know, a fakia or octopulentis where the lens might shift in position too, like if, if your zones get weak for some reason, that shifts, it can also give you a hyperopic shift, is decreased accommodative tone. So some reasons for that can include pharmacologic effects. 80s pupil can make it more difficult for your lens to accommodate. Or you can just have natural loss of accommodation, including over time that can manifest as latent hyperopia. So think about reasons that you may not be accommodating as much or that an eye may be forced to not accommodate as much as as causes of this hyperopic shift. I hate to take vitreous causes away from you because this is totally up your alley, but that silicone oil that you put in people's eyes, Uh hyperopic shift. It can give you a hyperopic shift. 
So it, it's a little bit complicated of a reason. We may never come back to this in another episode. It's a little complicated of a reason why silicon oil, which is a high refractive index, makes you hyperopic and a phakic eye. Uh, there's some like interesting math to in terms of curvature because a patient is phakic. But just remember, if someone has silicone oil placed in their eye, then it will, in general, make them hyperopic if they're phakic. And if the opposite, they're aphakic. Okay. But at least the retina is attached. At least the retina is attached in that case. Which brings us to retinal causes of hyperopia, which may be, the, so corneas may be the most common reason, but retina reasons are maybe the most important reason. So if your retina is being pushed more anteriorly, if it's being pushed more forward, you're going to have a relatively shorter axial length, which will give you an apparent hyperopic shift. Reasons for that include macular edema. So that might be fairly common if, say, someone had uh, cataract surgery, was doing well, then they end up with a hyperopic shift. It could be because of macular edema from something like Irvine Gas Syndrome. And that means that at the post-op month one, you shouldn't give them their hyperopic you know, refraction. You should do an OCT and think about, do they be true with drops to fly on their macula? The other, and this is like one of the two that like I think they're going to need you to know to be able to pass a question of hyperopic shift, is a choroidal mass. Basically, any mass that's under the retina whether it's in the cord or in the orbit, can push the retina forward and give you a hyperopic shift. So th- those are like the do not misses. That, that could be tumor that could kill someone or cause a vision loss that would have otherwise been maybe been preventable. And that's all we have for this episode. Amanda, do you want to give us a summary of the reasons that we talked about one more time? Okay, so going from front to back, you have multiple reasons for corneal causes of hyperopic shifts, including dry eyes, any sort of flattening of the cornea from scars, contact lens use, prior refractive surgeries. On the lens side, which is the next, you can think about losing your lens or having your lens being displaced or changes in your accommodative tone. From the vitreous, you can have silicone oil in phacic eyes um, causing hyperopic shifts. And then with the retina and globe, anything that's pushing the back of your eye forward uh, can lead to a hyperopic shift. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on Twitter at eyes4years4, or leave us a review if you'd like to hear more of this kind of episode on iTunes or wherever you find our podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.